Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Father's Day on this great day for the fathers. We actually have one with us now. Happy Father's Day, Kevin. Hey, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Thank you. And happy belated, not belated, but yeah, belated Mother's Day to you. Thank you. Matter of fact, happy belated Uncle's Day to you. You know they had an Uncle's Day? Yeah, they got an Uncle's Day. An Uncle's Day? They got an Uncle's Day. Well, I, I... I know they had a grandparents' day. Yeah, they got a grandparents' day, an aunt day, an uncle's day. I mean, these are obscure holidays, but they have them. Okay. Just like slap your boss day. Slap your boss day. All yeah. Right. I don't think I'd do that, but you know. <laughs> maybe maybe previously, but you know. Now, to all those who heard me say slap your boss day, don't do it. There's no such thing. Go to work, smack them, you're getting fired. <laughs> oh, I'm like uh, sweet baby, what's her name? Sweet baby, uh, whatever her name. Oh Lord, there's a fire. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what she's doing now on Father's Day. <sighs> Man, don't even. I don't know. Same thing Antoine Dawson is doing. <laughs> oh man. Matter of oh, fact, man. man, shout out to our big homie, man. Mr. LaKendrick Lipsy celebrating his first Father's Day. Yeah. Man, congratulations. And also to my man Rock Murray out there. This baby was born today. And also, we can say it, Al. Happy birthday to the late, great Tupac Shakur. Oh, today's his birthday? Yeah, June 16, yeah. 1971. Mama gave birth to a hell-raising heavenly son. Come on now. Come oh, on. I did not know that. Oh, you're slipping. I'm slipping because I'm a big Tupac fan. Yeah, it's Tupac's birthday. And uh, also, uh, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian has had another, well, not another, but had a baby. Shout out to them. <laughs> Man. Is that yeah. a real stuff? I mean, you know, like. Yeah, it's a shout out. Congratulations. 
Congratulations. I'm just still tripping off this guy hitting this stop sign and, and getting mad at everybody else. That was yeah, I just need to go and get her, um, her, her, her divorce paper finalized if they haven't been finalized with uh, Chris Humphrey. They are. They are. They are. That's not, but you know what? I... I feel sorry for Kim because this is not going to be good. Like, like Kanye, he's, like, whatever he's going through now with this little Kim Kardashian stage, I think it's coming to an end. He looks miserable in the pictures. Like, every picture I see, he looks miserable. He looks like he's not happy. And you know he's crazy, so as soon as the ba- like the baby's here now, he's going to, like, kidnap the baby and, like, run away and, like, go to Africa or something crazy like that. That's just the type of person he is. Well, I hope he's doing all right. I mean, he's probably, like, extremely tired to see everything in which he's doing currently right now. But, um, but he, he picked someone that was like, that's her career. That's her life. He shouldn't have picked her if he didn't want that. I don't understand the reason behind him picking her in general. But for him to have a baby with her, he must have some type of love for her. So I just hope positivity come from this. And we don't see no extreme Kanye West action going on. Cause I, I can, I can see what you're talking about, Jan. I, I can really see what you're talking about. But I'm hoping you know something positive comes out of this. I really do. Yeah, I pray. No I pray he doesn't y'all. kidnap the baby and move to Africa. But I think that's gonna happen. Hey man, I want to yeah. give a shout out to our man Don Calypso out there, man. Appreciate you still holding us down and supporting. Y'all don't think Kanye gonna do anything stupid because, you know, I'm just saying, he, this man he lost his mom. This is the only other relative that we know of that he's really you know got. Talk about I mean, really. He ain't gonna do, I don't think he's gonna do nothing stupid. It's like crazy, like he is crazy, and that and this baby is gonna be like. Well, he has his dad, and I, I think he was close to his dad, but I think this baby is going to be, like, his only like, close relative since his mom passed. He's not yeah. going to take this well. He's not going to allow that baby to be on the show. He's not going to allow pictures, and he's not going to let um, Kim Kardashian's mom take over their life. That's just not going to happen. And so I hope for their sake that they can, you know, handle this amicably, but I don't think so. Well, yeah. we wish them the best. We wish mm-hmm. them the best, man. Definitely wish them the best. What else? What else been going on, man? I had a couple of things that I've probably missed the last past couple of days because I've been trying to celebrate my little Father's Day thing a day at a time. You know what I'm saying? What was it? What, what have I missed? I'm trying to figure out things here. Well, I was in, oh, go ahead, Al. I'm sorry. No, I'm just gonna tell him I don't think he's missing anything important. I mean, you know. Well, uh, I was interested um, to to see what you guys thought about Ocho Cinco. Like, did you watch what happened to him in the news? Uh, you know what? Chad just got the bad end of a of a. I don't want to call her a sexist, but you know that was just over. That was too much. That was too much. Well. Well, yeah, I mean, slap, slap another dude on the butt to say good job, man, and you gonna give him thirty yeah. days for that? I mean, I understand because you're in the court the court. You're not. You're not on the football field. I understand. I th- I think she got offended because he was, you know, she felt like he was making a mockery of of her court. So in that particular instance, instant, but you know, I don't think he should have been given thirty days. Maybe like a little fine or maybe a something. You know, something, whatever, but... But that's what he was going to... No, if he just was still... 
if he was still for like 30 more seconds, he would have walked away with a little probation and community service and like the whole thing would have been over with if he would have just sat yeah. still. Somewhere along the line, I think that Ocho Cinco pissed off the wrong person. And he, he just oh, had yeah, he stuff going on with him. I mean, from that, that girl that he had butt to, to, you know, getting kicked off the teams and stuff like that, I think it's a bit much. I really do. Yeah. I think it's a bit much. and yeah. it's, it's really unnecessary to put somebody you know, in jail for something that, that simple. Well, I think that... I think what's a topic that the, I think the middleman needs to explore is domestic violence from the other side. Like, for example, Chris Brown. You know, I think he's been, like, he's been doing some artwork. I've seen on the Wendy Williams show lately. He's kind of, like, gone nuts since the whole Rihanna thing. And I kind of feel bad for Chris Brown. I, I don't think that his situation should have escalated to the point where he was made a national demon. And, like, he's this woman beater. And, you know, I, I think it would be interesting to look at the, the whole situation from the male perspective and, and sometimes how these situations can pop up and sometimes they're not, you know, how people try to portray them, these domestic violence situations and, you know, a lot of these guys are, are demonized like Chris Brown and, you know, it ruins their whole life. I think uh, Chris Brown, you know, due to the situation that happened, um, I don't know if y'all remember this correctly, but I clearly remember Chris Brown's face after he did the Michael Jackson performance and that speech that he had where he was begging for acceptance again, you know, just give me a chance again. Like, you know, that 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 whole dynamic to me just really threw me. It was like he was coerced to say that or either you do this or you're done. You know? Uh-huh. That's what I, I I felt like when when I saw it, but I think also too due to Chris Brown coming into the music scene at a young age and experiencing a lot of things that he experienced at a young age, which once he got, you know what I'm saying, because once he turned 18, that Chris Brown really came out. You know, it wasn't the, you know, the Chris Brown that everybody thought was, you know, the, you know, the, uh, like the goody two-shoes wouldn't get in trouble, Charlie Brown wearing t-shirt, you know, Disney-looking type guy. Right. I think that's unfair. Chris Brown I think actually that... came out later. Well, I think that's unfair, Al, because I think that you know, every kid has growing pains. I had them, you had them, except these kids just have them, like, in front of the world. And, you know, so he yeah. was going through a growing pain, and he had his whatever happened to Rihanna. Obviously, she wasn't too mad because she's taken them back several times. So I don't think it was a situation how people try to portray it. And I think in the aftermath, they made his life a lot worse, and I think it made him sicker because of it and didn't help him at all. And I, I think that's sad. No, 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 it didn't. I mean... Like I said, I think I think it was, it was just because of the people that he had around him telling him not to do certain things that once he became an adult, he said, "F you, I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's what yeah, he started doing. Because, I mean, if if you look at, at, you know, his body, at first he didn't have all those tests. Now he's tatted completely. You know, they say about people who have a lot of tattoos, it's a personality disorder, you know, or, or some type of, you know, access one disorder behind that. So, I mean... I'm, I'm just speaking, you know, for my knowledge. So, mm. well, but really want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Middleman Show today. We have a whole show on Chris Brown and the whole Rihanna incident. Incident, but we want to keep this show on a positive light today. We want to uh, promote uh, positivity towards fathers out there across the world. Um, so today we will be discussing black fathers and the image of black fathers. Um, 
as we see it now. Now, over the past couple of decades, the, the black father image has taken a lot of negative hits for being absent from the home, not fulfilling his fatherly duty at all as well. So we want to try to expose being a black father in a more positive side. And we want to uh, acknowledge some of the challenges that it takes to make to make it as a black father. Excuse me. So some of the things in which we're going to discuss today are what are some of the characteristics of a good father from your own perspective? We want to hear from you guys out there that are listening, you know, because everybody's perspective will be different. You know, your view of what is a good father may be different than mine, but we may be talking about the same thing, but some of the specific characteristics will be different. Um, what are some ways in which um, to show more of the positive sides of fathers in the media? How can the media do this? Um, what advice would you give young fathers to ensure that they continue to progress as being fathers? Is there a difference in the roles of the stepfather and also the biological father? Also, do surrogate fathers, such as uncles and other male role models, get the praise and notoriety they should receive in helping mold young men? And what should what should those do if they uh, do not do not have a relationship with their father and want to reconnect with them? What are some solutions for that? So we we want to get into this conversation. We do have um, some interesting clips we're going to play for you guys today as well, and we definitely want feedback. We appreciate everyone who is on the chat board and who is live listening to us on the phone as well. Um, if you're listening to us and you have uh, a comment, dial 718-508-9972. We definitely want to hear from your voice. Most well, definitely. Man, I'm ready to dive into this. Um, I want to get into that first question, man. And You know, what are some of the, the ways I mean, what are some of the characteristics of a good, of a good father, father in yeah. our own perspective? Um, being a father, man, you know, I mean, my dad was semi-there, and that's because of divorce or whatever the case may be. But some of the things, and I'm not talking about just from the Bill Cosby standpoint, but, you know, loving, understanding, caring, thoughtful, stern, um, you know, he definitely has to be someone that know how to give and take. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, that may be a lot to ask of one person, and being a father myself, I know it's real hard to balance that and give that at the same time. But those are some of the characteristics that I've noticed that makes a great mm-hmm. father. And, you know, I, I just see a lot of people, you know, get caught up in the whole television father aspect, and that's not reality. Even though, yes, Bill Cosby was a great dad on TV. He showed you how to talk to your kids. Communicator, that's another one. You know, um, you know, and, and try his best to relate from his standpoint. Uh, I know, uh, like, some of the things that we were researching before this show, man, we are a generation removed from having fathers in the home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the generation that's after us, they really catching it real bad right now. So, right. I think that as long as we can show these traits and if they're visual and, you know, they can see what we are trying to do to help raise these kids, I think that would help in regards to raising these young men and showing these characteristics to show them how to be a better father or a better man. And so I like because, I mean, I equate that also to not having a father. You know, if you don't have a father, you still can be these things to show other young men yeah. that it should be. 
That's my cousin. Right. Um. Well, I would say, as far as in my perspective, I you know I think a father um, is that it's that person that um, you know he's not necessarily the nurturer, but he's the one that gives you the strength, you know, and what you need as a part of a male and a female. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he he is the protector. He is the one that you know, as a kid, you know, when you are afraid, like you run to him and he protects you. You know, mm-hmm. he is that one that spends that extra time with you outside to, you know, teach you how to shoot a jumper or to teach you how to swing a baseball bat or right. to, you know, read to you at night or to help you with your homework. Um, you know, he will model um, positive um, behavior, such right. as, you know, um, not beating on women, you know, not you know, sleeping around with multiple women when he has a wife at home. Um, you know, he will, you know what I'm saying, resemble what a man should look like, you know, as far as how he dressed, how he embodies himself, you know, and how he carries himself. Right. And, um, you know, one thing that, you know, my grandfather, you know, told me, um, you know, he was like, you know, always present yourself in a light to where, when people speak of you twenty years from twenty years from now, it will be the same speech as far as yeah that that guy right there is a good dude. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what he instilled in us. Oh yeah. What about you, Jen? What are some of the as a mother? What are the characteristics of a a good father to you? Well, first I speak. You know, as a daughter. Um, I think some of the most important things that my own father done was reinforce my value as a person. Um, he was the one who always made me feel important and and always taught me things. And um, I, I never had to worry about things. And I guess people talk about, like, the Cosby show. I mean, I guess that's the kind of dad I, I – I mean, I'm trying to be funny, but, you know, that's the kind of dad I had, and I'm grateful or, or not sorry about – having that kind of dad and you know I I just think it's important for fathers to like I said reinforce a person's value that you are important that you matter and and that's doing things with your children and talking with them and you know I think sometimes the father you know they want to see like you see TV you see these big boisterous expensive things and I think you know my memories are filled with the simple things you know trips to the library you know like Al said reading books at night um, going to the movies every Saturday those those are what my memories are, are filled of, and I think that's important. Now, as a mother, that is also very important um, to my child. I need, you know, I have a son, and for, you know, a father in his life, it's important for him to reinforce his value as a man and to teach him how to be a man and to teach him how to hold his head high in this world and mm-hmm. to let him yep. know, you know, his value, and I think that's very important. Wow. Hmm. You know, one thing, like, even just in the thought process of putting this show together, man, you know, we want everybody to know. I mean, when 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 Al and I were looking up some things for this show, and I know Jen probably noticed it also, I mean, when you look, type in, just Google positive black fathers, and see what you come up with. Hmm, it's going to be interesting. You know, I mean, the word positive black fathers, I mean, it's not that much data out there. I mean, it's sad because... You know, when you think about us in our communities, the first thing you hear is, 
Oh man, they deadbeats. Oh man, they ain't they ain't hitting on nothing. Oh man, they they don't take care of their children. I went to a church today with my family, and uh, you know, one of the, the pastors was saying he was listening uh, to one of the shows on the radio, and he was saying how one lady, one of the hosts now, I guess she had a bad experience with her father, and yeah. you know, it was like she was just saying that everything I just said. There's no such thing as a good black father. You know, and I think it's a bad situation when our community has gotten us, well, well, we've gotten ourselves to that point where we're not valued as men, we're -hmm. not valued as fathers, and we're not even putting ourselves in a situation to to help uplift our communities and women. You know, I I appreciate Mother's Day and all that, but I I still think it takes two to make one strong. And what I mean by that is it takes two parents to make that one child strong and so forth as the rest of their children. And, you know, looking at how the media portrays us, and yeah. that's kind of one of the things that we were talking about also in this in this conversation, um, we're looking for positive, uh, you know, positive impact. We need more positive impact from the media. Uh, what right. are some of the things that we need to ask of these people? And, and I see that we do have a call, and we're going to get to you real shortly here. Uh, what are some of the things that we, we need to expect and, and demand of the media to make to make our, our, our image become better. I, I feel I like the. Uh, I'm sorry, Jen. I, 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 I feel like the uh, like some of the shows in which that are on TV. Um, yes, they're okay. They're good, but I think we need to have more real life, more realistic point of views as well too, um, and you know also show those. Show more of those single good fathers out there. Show more of those um, broken family homes where the mother and the father still work together for the child, and it's not always about bickering and, you know, he ain't this and he ain't that. Um, You know, show more of those situations to where you have those young mothers and young fathers who who are not yet married, but they're actually getting to the point where they are trying to progress more in life with, you know, going to college, even though they got a child in high school, but they're still trying to pursue their dreams. Like, those but we've got to support that... those shows, Al. When they try to, and yeah. just to be honest, when they put those shows on television, we do not watch them. We've got to ourselves, and that's why they take them off the air. They're, if they're no one's watching, they can't make money like from that. advertisements. Or, or can I, I add this into the conversation? Can I even interject this in right here? I'm not too much worried about the reality shows or the shows that were like the Cosby Show. I want to attack the media as far as the news and the newspapers. Because every time you look around at the news or the newspaper, the first thing that you see is a black male doing what? Wrong. Who emulates that when they see it constantly and think that's that's, that's all they can be? Well, yeah. Uh, young sure. men. That's my aspect. And if y'all don't mind, we'll go ahead and bring in our first call. I know we got another call on the line. Gerard. What's going on, man? Appreciate you for calling in. You live on the Middleman Talk Show. KG, how y'all doing, man? What's going on? What's up, man? That much, that much. Jen, how you doing, sweetie? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Well, Kevin, I've always been a firm believer of if you're going to solve a problem, you got to get to the root of the problem. And, 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 and this is going to be one of those unsolvable things. And before y'all jump on me for sounding too gloomy, I'm saying that this ain't something we can fix. You just said that you want to attack the news and the newspaper. Guess what, Kevin? You can't do that either. Because guess what? They, we got to feed them something to put out there. Mm-hmm. You got to fix the culture first. 
you can't attack the news. The news people are going to put out there what they see out there. If we start putting that image out there, then guess what? They won't have nothing to put in the paper. So guess what? Mm-hmm. You got to go deeper than attacking them. And, 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 and the main reason that we don't have good fathers, and it, it, it goes further than just good fathers, just African-American men in general, is because they have, I, I, and I'm going to point the finger today, Jen, I know you're going to kill me. It's two things. They have so much negative reinforcement. They have so much negativity reinforced. Guess what, Jen? Women. Y'all are a big no. problem of why black men behave the way they do. Because guess what? Hey, can I, a lot of times, a lot of times, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to let you in the door. One thing I'm going to say is this right here. A, a, a black man don't know who he is until he finds out what type of woman he wants. And guess what? Mm-hmm. If women stop reinforcing that the, the negative behavior, the negative culture, guess what? Black men wouldn't want to do this stuff. Guys don't want rims on cars. They do that because why? It impresses women. You know what I'm saying? Guys don't want these tattoos and these dreads. Guess what? Women love that. Women reinforce every negative behavior that we have in the black culture. Guess what? If when black women would start dating uh, guys that like to be, uh, they ain't going to just say nerds. Guys that just want to be uh, 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 career-oriented. You know what I'm saying? They're college-oriented. You know what I'm saying? Family-oriented. If we start reinforcing positive things in the culture, then guess what? That's when it'll change. But if you got, guess what? Guys will do anything that they, they need to do to get a woman. And Kevin, you guilty of it? Al, you guilty? I'm guilty? You did something when you mm-hmm. were younger to try to attract women. We want to be attractive to the opposite sex. But, so guess but what? If it's, can uh, I, if can, it's I, can men, I say something first? Go ahead, go ahead. Let me say this. I partly agree with you for this point. I don't know if any of you a couple weeks ago saw the Oprah special with um, Isiana Van... I don't know how to pronounce her name. I'm so sorry. But you know what I'm talking about? Did y'all see the special on fatherhood with her? Mm-mm. Uh, but she checked me on the show. Mm-hmm. Right, right. She checked me, and I realized something about myself. Not all the time do I get along with my son's father. I don't, all the time. But I think we as women do not have the ability, or some of us refuse to acknowledge the the two relationships. Just because he may not have been a good boyfriend does not mean that he cannot be a good father. And a lot of women confuse the two, and they interfere with a lot of these fathers you know, ability to become fathers and be fathers, and we, we concentrate so much on putting them down on what they cannot do. And men are natural providers. They want to provide. And a lot of times if these guys can't financially or they're having the trouble or they can't do this, they put themselves out and they X them completely instead of saying that that's not all a child needs. They do need help, but they also or uh, someone to be there. And us as women, we need to encourage that. If I'm having a financial problem with my son's father, that fight is between us. That that fight is not between all three of us. And I think a lot of women need to step up and recognize that. Right. Hey, but you know what, Gerard, and, and this is what I'm going to say on your comment, and we're going to go ahead and bring uh, our next call in. Gerard, I agree with you. Men do certain things to attract women. But, Gerard, when I found my woman, I let go of the things of the world as far as being of a child. You understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I took my responsibility as a father when I had my daughter. I took my responsibility as a father when I had my son. So, therefore, mm-hmm. after I got to that point of attracting the woman that I wanted and needed, I continued on, Gerard. So, therefore, yeah. we can sit up here and chase our tails in our community and say, you the reason why the women or the men or the people 
whoever we can try to blame it's it on. The point is, it's we the culture. We have to take responsibility. Not, I mean, just understand the culture. We yeah, have to right, take responsibilities right. for ourselves, each mm-hmm. person. Now, I am, but, but I am what, an example. How? But, but how see, can that, you tell that's a child, how can you know, tell a young man that? I'm, I'm letting you, you know right now, Gerard. The culture has taught him to be this certain way. You cannot change these young men. You cannot change the black community until you change the culture. And I how think, do Gerard, you do that? I am a part of the and black community. And when each community, person changes, forward, the culture will change. Which, when I change forward, myself and I teach my son and he teaches his, then our culture will change. When we start taking ownership of ourselves, then our culture will change. And, but guess and what not you know what the philosopher said? You know what the philosopher said? That the world is not bad because there's so many bad people doing bad. The world well, is bad because enough good people won't stand up and change nothing. Well, that's How do you change the culture when you got a majority that, 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 that's doing bad and you got 20% want to do good? You can't. All right. Hey, man, we, we appreciate you for your calls, Rod. But what I'm trying to let you know and let Ian know is out, you just said what I'm trying to tell both of you guys. Me as an individual, me as an individual, I have to take the responsibility to be that light, to be that example for these young men. No, am I am I going to change everybody in one area at one time? No, it may take them seeing because number one, if I see so much negativity, that's all I think I'm going to know. Therefore, if I continue on to walk in the right manner and do the right things, they watch it. They watch it. We're gonna go ahead and bring in um, Charlie. Charlie, what's going on, man? What's going on, y'all? I, hey. I just wanted to say happy Father's Day to you, Kenny, because I know you're a father. Uh, and uh, happy Father's Day to you, too, Ken, because sometimes women are fathers as well as mothers. You heard me, child. I'm telling you from my own reality. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the ones that don't I, believe in that, child. I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. I do not I mean, believe I feel in you, Kenny. I, I, Kenny, I believe. I feel you. I understand how you feel, but that is a reality. Until we can change that reality, we have to at least acknowledge it. Mm. Tell okay. Um, I mean, with you being a, a part of the media and, and also a father, you know, what advice would you give a young father? To ensure that they continue to be and progress as a, a father, you know, because one thing that we're trying to do with this particular conversation right here is we're trying to uplift and shine more light on positive people because we are our community is so embroiled in talking about negative, negative, well, negative well, well, when it comes me, to our let fathers. Me, let, me, let me say this. Let me say this. Okay, uh, my. 20-year-old son just uh, last year made me a grandfather. Mm-hmm. All right? And I remember, because he was scared to tell me that he was going to be a father. Mm. Yeah. He was scared. You know why he was scared? Partially because he knew I was going to be disappointed. But one of the things that I can say this, about that young man, and I'll say, I've said it to his face, I've watched that boy go from a, a, a child to a man. That boy, he sat there, he made sure that he was at every single appointment that his girlfriend had. He's taking care of his child. But part of the reason why he's done that is because he had an example set by him. He had an example set for him. 
And I would say to you, a lot of young men in books, no matter what the situation, no matter what the situation between you and that mother, you know, because I divorced his mother, but I, I, I have a thing. I didn't divorce my child. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? Right. You know, and I didn't, my, I didn't divorce. I see, a lot of men try. Here's the thing. A lot of men are, and this is, a, this is when you're dealing with a child. A child is, will say, well, I don't get along with her, so I ain't going to have nothing to do with the child. You're not hurting the woman. You're hurting the child. Really, you're hurting yourself. Because years later, I'm going to tell you something. One of the worst feelings in the world that a man can ever have is to have a grown child who is his look at him with contempt because that father was not there when he was supposed to be. That's one of the worst feelings you could ever have. Mm. One of the worst right feelings there, you could ever have. And one, one thing no, that, is, you, you said something that was very interesting is the fact that you did not divorce your child. And, that's, you know, we as parents and, and as fathers, you know, we have to realize once we commit to having that child that's laying down with that woman, and that child is conceived and they're brought into this world, guess what? It's no longer about you. It's no longer about her. It's about that child. And, you know, it's it's like even just seeing, even with my classmates, Charlie, and I and walking around the town or, you know, downtown or just being out with my family, man, I see a lot of young brothers with their kids out there. And, you know, I mean, if y'all out there in the sound of my voice right now, the next time you see a young man... With his child Tell him Hey good job man And I see you man Big ups You know Cause they need that encouragement And we need to encourage yeah. each other And show them yeah. that We are watching We see you Right You know what I'm saying right. Instead of just You know Just thinking of the negative Of, of the, the ones And you know We can talk about that all day As far as The daddies that ain't there The fathers ain't there The the, the pops that ain't there The, the you know, sperm donors Whatever you want to call them We can talk right. about that all day but the ones that do need the praise are the ones that are taken care of, even if it ain't the father. It could be the uncles. It could be the cousins. It could be the brothers. Yep. The ones that be in yep. the males in that child's life. Tell them thank you. Yep. That's just my opinion on that. Yeah. And yeah, one of the things for a lot of brothers, I, I want to say that for a lot of brothers who may not have grown up with their father, maybe their father had nothing to do with them. You have to be the one to make the decision to break that cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and this is, I'm trying to give you some real grown man-ish, as, as, as they say in the street. You, part of breaking that cycle is going to be forgiving your father for what he's done. Oh, wow. Yeah, Charlie, you know, and he took the words out of my mouth. We were going to, we, we were going to, we, gonna, we were going to have to talk about that because, that's a part of it all right there, just having the forgiveness mm-hmm. of that particular, you know, that, that scenario and situation when it comes to that father. Yeah. You know, okay. you have to, if you can't forgive them, you know, how can you forgive anything or how can you progress beyond that, that hurt and that hate that you... Because, I mean, we had a show a little while ago about, you know, about fathers and not being in the home. There are a lot of hurt men out there, period, black, white, Asian, whatever. They got daddy yeah. issues. Let's call it for what it is. It's daddy issues. Mm-hmm. And we we got a lot of unresolved stuff, and it's not only affecting our women, but it's affecting mm-hmm. our children. And so we got to yeah. get to that point. Yeah. And, Charlie, man, we appreciate you for the call. Uh, if you got a yeah. comment, uh-huh. just let us know, okay? 
And I yeah. see other fathers out there doing it when I go to the park with my son. I see fathers out there, you know. But these are the things that are mm-hmm. not put out there to people. Yeah, it's not. It's not. So, I mean, just like you said earlier, you, you know, you know, when you see it, acknowledge it, you know. Say that man, hey man, you know, ask him if that's your son, you know, because it may not be, maybe it's right, maybe it's little brother or something like that. But you know, once you once you acknowledge that, you know, like hey man, you know, that's that's real positive right there, man. That 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 means a lot, you know. We need that. And um, if I'm not mistaken, it was a guy um, a year ago who was starting this father's campaign. I think it was over in Kansas City or somewhere in Missouri. Um, that that was actually having a support group for fathers to help them actually get to the point where they feel that they are doing what they need to do to be better fathers for their kids and giving them that support and actually them being able to speak to other fathers so they can see what they've done with their kids and maybe some of the, their challenges could, you know, help them solve some of the challenges in which they have. And, you know, if you, mm-hmm. if you have a network of friends that, you know, have kids, so you have some challenges, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, ask for advice and ask for help. What what else do I need to do? You know, what what can I do to, you know, improve myself, you know, as a father? So, yeah. um, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's always room for improvement. No, I don't have any kids, but, you know, the kids that I mentor, they look to me as a, you know, a, a, a positive male role model. In their life, so um, I'm just speaking from my experience from that perspective. Yeah, and the, the the gentleman that you're referring to is Chris Jones. He's a classmate of mine out of Kansas City, Missouri. Um, he mm-hmm. has that that situation with young black fathers and uh, young black men, uh, where he's trying to help uh, you know have that situation where they can be mentored and and help each other. Because yeah. seeking counsel is one thing that we need to observe also. Uh, you know, uh, when you do see a positive father that is older than you, there's yeah. nothing wrong with going up and, you know, asking questions. You know, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Sometimes it's best to, no, it's not. to, to get it. You know, we, we're very visual learners. But when it comes to, uh, you know, the, the the more intricate things, the details, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with talking to your grandfather if you have him, no. your uncles if you have him. Because, I mean, you know, in my life, and this is the next thing we're going to get into, uh, just the surrogates. You know, um, the father, you know, like the uncles and the other male role models in your life. Uh, and, and we're not going to skip the biological father as far as like the stepfathers and, I mean, the stepfathers and all those guys. But with, with the uncles, man, I mean, I learned a lot from my uncles. When my mom and dad divorced, you know, I learned a lot as far as, and a lot of it became subconscious, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I could have easily been like a lot of people, man, out there running wild in the streets and doing all these yeah. things. But, I mean, man, I thank God for my uncle. You know, yeah. more. I have three uncles that I can, you know, say that they were very much positive role models. One, he helped me make sure and ensure that I kept myself on a straight and narrow. The other one, right. he helped me learn how to cook. The other one made yep. sure that I had enough game to survive in the streets, it, you mm-hmm. know, when I dealt with But, yeah. you know, I- these are the people that helped me. Become yeah. a, a positive person that I think I am. Yeah, I, I, I've had that situation as well too. You know, growing up, my father lived in Illinois. Um, you know, he left Mississippi when um, I was about five years old. Yes, I went to go live with him a few years out of my life, but the majority of my lifetime was spent, you know, back in Mississippi. And um, and you know, our family is from Mississippi, so 
I spent a lot of time with my uncles because, to me, I had a connection with my uncles as if they were father figures to me since, you know, my dad wasn't, you know, present uh, physically in my life, but I spoke, you know, you know, we spoke over the phone, you know, as much as we could. And uh, But me spending that time with my uncle really gave me that feeling that I still had a close connection with my father and my father's side of the family, too. You know, because my uncles would take me to get my hair cut, you know, buy me things, you know, come watch me play baseball. You know, they actually came in and helped out my father to where, you know, when he could not come, they were there. Uh So, you know, always having that support, man, is great, man. I mean, those, you know, those those things, you know, seem like you won't never forget, you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, one thing, too, man, like, I think we as men, and you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen some things as far as some clips and stuff like that. We were looking for some things where it was like, man, my dad was old school. He never showed any emotions or anything yeah. like that, man. I'm going to tell you all like this. When your father's gone, it's going to hurt. I'm going to yeah, tell you like that, it's going to hurt. And while you got the opportunity, today, tomorrow, whatever day it is, tell him I love you. I appreciate what you've done. If your father wasn't hitting on nothing. Fine, so be it. Look within yourself to forgive him and move forward. Mm-hmm. And with your children, make sure that they want to say, I love you. I want to spend time with you. I appreciate everything that you've done for me. Because yeah. you don't have to be what they were if they were not that. You know. And uh, one thing also with Chris, man, Chris John that you referred to earlier, uh, his foundation mm-hmm. is called the Never Give Up Foundation. If you ever want to look that up, it's called the Never Give Up Foundation out of Kansas City, Missouri. And the uh, Rebel Couture uh, for a cause. Rebel Couture for a cause. Make sure y'all look those two up right there. Um, I think our man Gerard had a comment. Uh, I don't see him on there again on the board, Al. <laughs> uh, he's on there. He's the uh, second one to the bottom. Okay. Yeah, um, one. Okay. Oh, uh, Gerard, man, we about to bring you in because I know you had some. Gerard, what's on your mind, man? Oh, uh, I mean, I, I pretty much said what I need to say. I'm just kind of listening to the show right now, you okay. know. Uh, I, pre- I pretty much admitted out what I want to say. Yeah, and we don't want okay. to feel like we're trying to shut you down or nothing like that, yeah. man. We want to stay on the positive side because, I mean, like I said, Gerard, we, we can easily, easily turn this into the, man, why are these people doing this and these people doing that or the negative. Just like yourself, man, I want to tell you, Gerard, that I know for a fact, and you hear me saying this on the air, that you are a good father and you are taking care of yours. I know this, and you're doing the mm-hmm. best that you're able and capable of doing. And every young man in your neighborhood is looking up to you because, man, you walk yep. so many lights. It's ridiculous right now. You understand Most what definitely. I'm saying? And that's a positive. That's that positive that they need to see. You know, yeah. and I appreciate well, well, you, man. I appreciate. Well, I appreciate it, man. But one, one thing I, I would love to see, like more fathers, African American men, do. We got to start being more community oriented if things are gonna change. If things are gonna change, you know what I'm saying? If the the good fathers that you speak of, or I was speaking of on the phone, if, if if we we got to get out there into the community and show these young men a better example, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? It, it's cool, Kevin, if you take care of your son and you doing for your son, your nephew, whoever. But who are you doing something for, man? For God. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Who else are you doing something for? They're like, Alan, you know, he's on the clothing drive or whatever. That's what's going to be important. Are you reaching somebody, a total stranger? Yeah. We all can, yeah. We all can reach our nephews and our sons 
and, and whoever, but who are you reaching that is a total stranger in the community? Right. Yeah. That's what that's what we need to target. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. And I, I know it's not easy nowadays because a lot of people, you know, it's a hard. These are hard times that we live in. You know, it's not like back in the day where you can trust your neighbor to be like, hey, let me go take them to the park with me. But you know, just from a safe standpoint, is just my opinion. Like you said, the clothing drive. Uh, you know, man, just doing positive things in front of them. That's my opinion, and I, I think that's one thing that would definitely help out these young men that we have out here and make that positive atmosphere happen more so. Um, you know, right? You know, we can also get into this whole step biological. Um, we we did pose the question of is there a difference uh, between the the stepfather and the biological father? Um, and what are, what are your thoughts on it? Because I, I haven't had the chance to deal with that. But um, I mean, I, I I've been fortunate to have you know both you know my mother you know um, remarried or whatever. Um, you know the guy that raised me, you know, he gave me a brother and a sister, you know, through my mother, and uh, you know I am thankful for that. Um, you know we had a we had our ups and downs in our relationships because at that time you know as a child. You know, me being the age of knowing who my real daddy is, you know, I always had that mindset, you're not my daddy. But as I got uh-huh. older, my understanding of what he was actually doing, you know, set in. Then I kind of sat back and was kind of, you know, I, I kind of humbled myself, you know, because he was there for me in that child-rearing process. Right. You know, provided us, you know a home, you know, some food and a place to stay. Now, some of the things in which he did I didn't agree with, but, um, you know, but as speaking from today or whatever, yes, I speak to him when I, you know, I see him and stuff like that, but as far as he and I having a relationship, I don't have a relationship with him as I have with my own father. Like, I really don't even, I mean, to be honest, I don't really talk to my stepfather. The last time I seen him at my sister's graduation, and that was the first time I've seen him in maybe five or six months because we don't have a relationship. Should we have a relationship? Possibly. Because he was there, you know, what, 12 to 14 years out of my life. You know, he, he was there. But, I mean, I don't know if if it's something that maybe as I got older, I just kind of just, you know, just strayed away from it. But, um, I mean, I don't know, but... Now, with my mother's current husband, <laughs> my brother had a conversation about this. Um, to me, yes, by common, you know, communication and on paper or whatever, how you look at it, he is a stepfather, you know, huh. because he married my mother and my mother has children. But right. all of her children are grown, so technically he is a stepfather. Right. But do I consider him as my stepfather? I really can't say because I feel like the man, if if you're there during that child rearing process and actually mold me into helping me to be the man that I am today, then yes, you. I feel like you are my stepfather. But you know, to me, he's my mother's husband. He makes my mother uh, happy or whatever. Um, I really don't have a relationship with him. I mean, I we we talk, we speak, and we chat it up, whatever like that. Um, but would I call him for advice? No, I, I call my biological father. Yeah. For, and you know, yeah. one thing about that too, Al, is like, we want our listeners to understand we are very transparent. We ain't, we ain't trying to hide that over here. 
You know, mm-hmm. when you call in here, you're talking to family. So, you know, yes, I know we have a lot of people that listen to the show after the fact, during the fact, whatever the case may be. We appreciate each and every one of you that do call in. And, and you know, I honestly feel like this phone line should be off the chain today. Because, I mean, I know some of y'all got great fathers, and some of you guys are great fathers. And, yeah. and I expected more people to be on this chat today. But I understand if we were talking about sex or some boo-boo, our phone line would be off the chain blowing up right now. Right. But, but, see, but see, if we look I at the I think that fatherhood is a, is a topic a lot of people aren't ready for themselves to face, especially if you don't have a, a positive story um, to reinforce. And then a lot of people shut that part out of their life, and then they call it unimportant, and they box it up, and they never revisit it personally for themselves because it is a hurtful topic. But it yeah. is a topic that is not only relevant to African-Americans, but, like, across the board, it, it's a topic that's happening. I was in church this morning, and they said 25 million children in this country are being raised in a home without a father. That's alarming. Okay. That's crazy. That's alarming, yes. And that kind of leads into this last question for today. What should those do if they do not have a relationship with their father and want to reconnect with them? Uh, I got a friend that's like that. And... Like Charlie, I mean, Charlie basically broke it down earlier. You have to forgive him. You have to forgive yourself first and forgive him. And uh, I think also... It's the signs of every story, you know. Mm-hmm. Just just some, I'm, I'm just peeping out here, and I, I, I hear Jen. Uh, but there's two sides to every story. You know, you got your mother telling you one thing, your father telling you one thing. Just give him the opportunity to tell you his side of the story and forgive and move on. Don't live in the past. Live for the present. Live for the future. If you want that relationship, reconnect. If you don't, just move on. Just acknowledge and move on. Right. My opinion. And I and I think what I saw on the Oprah show, if anyone hasn't seen it, go online and watch it on YouTube because it was really awesome. And I think one thing important um, that Iana did say was you have to forgive yourself for the maybes in your head. Because a lot of people say, well, if I had a father – this would have been like this, and maybe it would have been like this, and maybe I would have turned out that way, but you don't know that. So you have to forgive yourself of the made-up future that you think that maybe you had in your head because, you know, if you did have a father, and not let that define you as the man that who you are, and, and, you know, forgive yourself for, you know, the the hurt, you know, and the pain, and, and forgive him, and, and like Kevin said, just move on, and think that, you know, you don't know what the future holds, and, and don't think, you know, if he was in your life or if you had a father figure, things may have turned out differently when, you know, no one certainly knows that. And you have to forgive yourself for holding on to a to a maybe. That's real, Jan. That is so real. That that yeah. maybe, that what if, that whole thing right there, I mean, <laughs> I know that if you grew up without your dad, man, you always thought, man, my life would have been, man, <laughs> Oh, my God, that is so true. That is so true. But you know what? Stop for a second. Have a moment of clarity. Look at yourself in the mirror and realize who you are right now is who you're supposed to be. Amen. That's point blank for what it is. And I am so happy that I am who I am right now, the friends that I've obtained, the people that I've met through my travels. You know, I mean, I appreciate everybody. You know what I'm saying? I hey, my what if life it don't make me no different. Go ahead, Al. Yeah, because you—that's just all your imagination. You don't know if it would have turned out that way, and so 
you know, a lot of people need to forgive themselves for for that. And so it, it's a very relevant topic. I'm glad that we discussed it, and I hope next time we revisit it, because I know we will, because it's such a big subject. I hope yes, more people tune in and, and share their story. Oh, yeah. Yes. Hey, shout out to our co-host Nick Eaton out there having dinner with his family. I think this is second Father's Day, right? Or first Father's Day? I don't know. Well, enjoy the day, my brother. What's your thought on that, Al? What should they do? To reconnect? Um, I feel like if you, um, the thing is, you know, definitely, you know, if it's if it's in your heart, do it. I mean, um, pray about it and just reach out. You know, at least you can say you did your part. If he doesn't want to actually reach back out, you know, at least you can say you did your part. You tried, but you know, um, you never don't want to let no stone be left unturned because you know if he were to leave this earth, you know, you would have not have been able to say. You know, Dad, hey, I know we had some things that we disagree with, but at the end of the day, I still love you, you know. Uh-huh. That's something that you can't take back. You know, a lot of people lose their parents and didn't get a chance to tell them I love you or thank you for everything that you've done for me before I left this earth. So I always think about that. I mean, people come and go every day. Uh-huh. And whether or not, you know, you rekindle that relationship or not or just leave it on good terms, I mean, you know, that's that's your own personal choice. And, you know, you could, if you choose to live live with it that way, I mean, hey, that's your choice. But I do know that there are some father-daughter-father-son relationships that probably cannot be, you know, rekindled. Yeah. No. And, you know, are, just like you just said, man, I am a, I am a product of, you know, me and my dad reconciled maybe, and you know, we had our good and bad moments, whatever the case may be, but, man, we reconciled maybe one year to the day before he died. And the last thing I did with my dad was hug him. That's the last thing we did. He met, yeah. he brought my, my son was just, you know, my son was born, right? Well, he was not born, but he was a couple of years old, but at the same time, he was just meeting my son for the first time. And a year to that day, he died. And the last thing I did with him was hug him. And I'm telling you, boy, you never know that hurt and you never know when it comes. So you definitely want to make sure that you do show that love. And, and for those that's out there that, you know, do have them or don't have them, you know, try to be that example that, you know, you would want him to have been. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion on that. Yeah. yeah. I want to give a shout-out to our man, uh, Javante Burks, out there listening to us online. Um you know, man, I'm, I'm just saying, man, we, we definitely got to, to to recognize these fathers. We got to recognize. Can, Go ahead, Jen. Can I say something to the mothers? And I just want to reiterate what we said earlier. It's just we as mothers need to recognize, you know, sometimes this is whole, you know, we talk about this all the time on this show. It's that this campaign is I'm a strong woman. I'm a strong black woman. And I can do it by myself. And that is not true. It takes a village to raise these children correctly. It, it takes a village. And we have to start letting these positive men be men and be fathers in their lives. And we have to realize, well, we, we have to do a, assisting what they say. And we have to separate men that may not, should not be in our children's lives. And then we have to recognize opportunities are, am I mad at him? And that's why he's not a good dad? Or am I 
um, really recognizing this is not, you know, a good person, you know, and he shouldn't be in his life. And you have to separate the two and let these fathers fall. Children, girls, and boys need their dads, and it's so important to, to separate the two. And just because he may not have been a superhero boyfriend to you does not mean that maybe he can't be a great father to your, your son or daughter and have the strength to, to separate them, and, and that's to the women out there. Most definitely. And one thing, I know y'all ain't going to like this, and I know we stand trying to say as positive as we can, but I'm not going to tell no woman Happy Father's Day because her role in life is to be a mother. You are not a father. You can roll, You can raise a great man. You can raise a family. You can raise everything. You can raise a, a young man to be what he's supposed to be, but a father raises a man. A father a man. And that's why a father raises a man. And, that you know, that's what I'm saying right there. All right. Okay. Well, we so appreciate everybody for tuning in to the Little Men Talk Show today. Make sure you guys tune in on Thursday for a new episode of Talk of the Town with Nick Eden. And also check us out on the uh, Tuesday morning takeover at, is it 10 a.m. Eastern yeah, time? it's 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, 9 a.m. Central. Most definitely. And check us yep. out again next Sunday for another good topic on the Little Man Talk Show. We will get back into the nitty-gritty. Matter of fact, for all those that's on the phone line and still listening, um, there's a young man that has a book on Amazon. His name is Jermaine Gordine, and that's G-O-U-R-D-I-N-E. Practically, the book is about My Father Was There. You know, um, that's the name of the book, My Father Was There, Lessons for a Young Black Male. If you know anybody in your life that's a young black male, before you have children, before he ventures into this realm of what it is to be fatherhood, get him this book. Read it yourself, and and also get it to them. It's Noah uh, Jermaine Gordine, not Noel Gordine, not the not the on the ocean dude. <laughs> it's Jermaine <laughs> Gordine, G O U R D I N E. Make sure y'all go pick up that book and support that young man. All right, that's all I had to say with that. Man, I appreciate you, Jen. Appreciate you, Al, for a great show. Yes, we are subtle today. We want to do something that was very important to us. Uh, I mean, this is important to me, man. Yeah. Uh, positive yeah. Black Father, man. That's why the title yeah. was Black Fathers. Present. I'm here. I'm here. Well, one up, one down. Uh, we'll go ahead and uh, set everything down, man. There we are, man. All right. Good. Yeah. Well, happy Father's Day, man. The middle men shouted, Big Chris shouted. Yeah. Now, I ain't sure what you was tuning in to. We'll pay attention to the real talk. What we here for, don't take a listen time. I take a minute. Shout in and learn some. Put your mind to grind the world. You destined to earn some. Linda, yeah. Comment on what you hear. Let's figure out this master plan and put this thing in gear. Don't matter if you hood or you corporate. Don't get you got a wheel to do way better than you were doing. Well, then you fortunate. Take a stand. Stop complaining about what you ain't got. Hating on the next man because he was dying to wreck shop. Every Sunday, tune in. Go live 6 p.m. Blog Talk Radio.com. The middle me. Hey, what's happening in the middle me? Hey, what's happening in the middle me? Hey, what's happening? 
long time since we did this. Hear that music. You know what it is. <laughs> Al? Al? I know you ain't left the book. Yes, he did. Al gone. I see. And he probably over there just going out there to clean up his rims on his car again. Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.